Corinthians, the third chapter. Now, a few weeks ago, I think it was already, we'll just say the other day, <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we looked at some verses in 1 Corinthians 13. Now, 1 Corinthians 13 isn't probably one of the chapters that you think of when you think of difficult passages, but we looked at something that we, we really have not heard a lot of people get into very detailed about how it talks about the gifts of the Spirit and then talks about how uh, when I was a child, uh, I thought as a child, I spoke as a child, but when I grew up, I put away childish things. And how that beautifully applies to the understanding that the the amazing power and gift of God's Holy Ghost is just a down payment. And at its best, with all the gifts of the Spirit, it's still just nothing like heaven. Can you imagine at the the end of the most amazing church service and the Holy Ghost movement and the gifts being there, God talking to you so specifically, and that's just that's just like Tinker Toys and Lincoln Logs. Yeah. <laughs> Explain to the children what that is. Amen. <laughs> Compared to heaven, yeah. one moment in heaven, what a day that will be. Yeah. Amen. When we see him face to face, it says... We will know as we are known. Hallelujah. The mysteries will be gone and we will be with him in his glory. Well, I want to look at some scriptures here and I'm going to read a few here at the beginning of the service of 2 Corinthians 3 that uh, I, want to, I want to read through these and, and then I want to go back and, and, and teach on this a little bit bit of a Bible study, but I, I feel like this is just an amazing portion of Scripture. A lot of people just don't see uh, just how amazing it is. So why don't we pray before we get started, because without God, we can't do anything. Father, thank you for this time that we have here tonight, Lord. Thank you for, Lord, your presence and your help, Lord. And I pray that you're still ministering and helping those that, 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 that need it the most tonight, God. We come into, Lord, this house, Lord, just looking to you and asking you as our Father to have your way, God. And God, give us ears to hear. Give us hearts of understanding, God, that we could receive every bit of it. Help me, Lord, I pray. Lord, to be able to deliver what you've laid on my heart, God, and and God, that we would go out of this house, Lord, edified and strengthened in our faith. Lord, we give you all the glory. All the praise belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. All right, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 6, says, Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament... Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Now listen now, I wanna, I wanna work through this. I know maybe a lot of it might not, might be a little difficult to, to understand as we work through, but listen, verse 7. But if the ministration of death, written and engraven in stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away. 
how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. Still with me? For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing then we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to title this, So Much More Glory. So Much More Glory. Verse 6 talks about us being ministers of a New Testament. And you will find a lot of the books in the New Testament of your Bible trying to tell us that this new covenant, this gospel, the cross, the death, the burial, the the resurrection of Jesus fulfills all the Old Testament. It is not merely us following the laws and the commandments of the Old Testament that can do anything to change our hearts, but we needed a Savior. Amen? And you'll see page after page after page in your New Testament of your Bible telling you it's not what Moses gave us. It's not the law of Moses. It's not the commandments, but it's Jesus. It's the Spirit. Amen. It's the new covenant. It's the blood. Amen. Now, I know, I know that probably every one of us has not been brought out of a background of trying to follow the commandments of the Old Testament and has to be convinced that we need to follow Jesus and, and, and let that go and because Jesus fulfilled all that. But yet there is an application for us because so often, even though we aren't, uh, let me say, uh, following Judaism, we have the tendency to lean on our own strength, yeah. Yeah. to try to do what we're supposed to do and follow being good and being righteous and behaving ourselves. Right. And sometimes we forget, hey, I, I really need yeah. renewed strength. That's right. I really need to spend time with Jesus today. Right. Come on, we get busy sometimes. And we, we, but we ought to come crawling back to him and, 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 and renew our strength in him. Amen? Amen. The Bible tells us about this New Testament and it talks, it, it uses these, this language, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter of the law killeth, but the spirit giveth life. I have to say this because every time I've ever had this verse quoted to me, it was from people that you try to tell them, hey, this is what the Bible says. This is, this is sound doctrine. You know the Bible talks about sound doctrine, and it's not bad. It's good. Yeah. Right. Amen? Amen? God didn't give us a big, long book and say, don't worry about any bit of it, because the letter killeth. Right. And that's what people say. They say, hey, you know what the Bible says about repentance? You know what the Bible says about being baptized, buried in his name. You know what the Bible says about being filled with the Holy Ghost? And I've had people, you know what the Bible says about how we need one another and not forsaking the assembling of ourselves? And people come and say, oh, you know, you, you're bringing the letter of the law to me. I follow the Spirit. And by that, 
the vast majority of people that have quoted this verse to me over the years are saying, I don't need a Bible. I follow the Spirit. And if the Spirit and the Word don't agree, something's wrong. If you're following the Spirit, the Word ought to be amazing to you. Uh, We've run into people just in just horrible sin. Saying, I'm following the Spirit of God the whole time. You know, the Bible says you can't even be saved practicing that kind of sin. Oh, don't give me the letter of the law. I'm following Jesus. No, that's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. Jesus didn't give us the Word of God and tell us specifically what sin names sin. And then lead you by His Spirit a different way. But what it is, is when Jesus came, He fulfilled the law. When he told them, hey, you say, thou shalt not kill. But I'm telling you, there's a spirit behind that, that if you would see that it's not only just not carrying out the physical act of murder, but to have a heart that doesn't get mad at your brother without a cause. To have a heart that loves even your enemies. That blesses the people that curse you. That's the spirit of what God's trying to get across. Talks about thou shalt not commit adultery. But he says, you know what? What about that lustful eye? What about a heart of lust? And he says, listen, there's a spirit to the law. And the spirit of the law goes way above and beyond the letter of the law you'll find. And it's kind of like this. I don't know. Maybe some of you, you've had conversations Maybe less than intelligent conversations at times with with uh, with children, and and they say, "Well, you know what you said," and you turn around and say, "But that you know that's not what I meant by that." And they're trying to catch you in your words to get away with something that they know right well they're not supposed to. And that's really what the Jews were doing. They were finding loopholes in the Word of God and saying all along, "Well, you know what God said." And, And he's saying that letter of the law is death, but the spirit of it brings life. If you get a relationship with Jesus and start doing, you know, that's why it's so awesome to think that God could just break it on down to loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving your neighbor as yourself. There's a lot of these, a lot of times that people are saying, well, I know what the Bible says, but are you loving people when you're doing that? Because you might be missing the, the spirit of the law. Right. Right. Amen. Well, here's what the Bible says, and I don't think that's going to take me to hell if I don't. Are you loving God with all? Because all those commandments will fit into that if you got the spirit of it. Yeah. Amen. I want to move on. So he goes on and uses this illustration. He's talking about the ministry of the New Testament. He made us ministers. But if the ministration, or we might say the ministry of death, written and engraven in stones. Okay. What's he talking about? What was written and engraven in stones? The law, the commandments, right? The, you remember Moses brought it down from the mountain? Say, yep, all ten. Whoa, wait a minute. Read your Bible. 613. Amen. Commandments. Brought down and taught to the people. They were engraven in stone. But you know what? All that did. Listen now. Even if you want to sum it all up with the ten. All that was was do this. Obey this. And if you don't, you will die. The ministry didn't give life. 
The ministry of the commandments only promised death to the transgressor. Amen. When God gave those commandments, he said, the soul that sinneth shall what? Die. That was the commandments. It didn't change your heart. It didn't fill anybody with the power and the love of God. It just commanded, you follow this or else you will be stoned. Isn't that right? The ministry of death is what he calls it. But listen now, when God gave those commandments, Moses came down off that mountain with those stone tablets. The glory of God was so much upon him. Amen? Amen. The Bible says they were afraid to even look on him. Now, if you remember, it was because they were a sinful people. They didn't have this New Testament salvation. They heard the thunders and the light. They heard the voice of God. And Moses just marched right up in there and said, I've spent 40 days here. And they said, Moses, you go talk to him and bring back word. We're afraid. But when Moses came down, his, uh, his face shone with the glory of God. And they said, just cover your face. Put a veil over your face. We don't want to see that. It. You know, that's why people can't stand the house of God sometimes. You know, it's glorious. We're having a time of our lives. What a blessing it is. But when you love your sin, you, you don't want to be around that. You don't want to see that. And uh, the Bible says it was so glorious when Moses came down. Look what it says. The ministration, the ministry of death was written and graven in stones was glorious. It had so much glory that the, the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, his face. But that glory was to be done away with. This was just an old covenant. This was only a testament or a deal that God was making so that he could have fellowship with us. That's his desire. Amen. That was only temporary. But what he is saying now, listen, if the commandments... All they were were really a ministry of death. All they were were really a commandment to say, you follow this or else you're going to die. And that brought so much glory to Moses' face that they couldn't even look on it without being scared. How much more glorious, how much more amazing, how much more glory is it when a child of God is cleansed from his sins washed in the blood, buried in his name, and filled with his Holy Ghost. How much greater is it when God gives us life in that more abundantly? we got to realize something here, church. When God gives you the gift of his salvation, we've got something so amazing, something so glorious. Amen. That we oughtn't be complaining. We oughtn't be down. We oughtn't be discouraged. God's touched your life. God's filled you up. God's got a purpose in your life that is glorious. So much more glorious than what Moses had. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah. The spirit, how much more this spirit would be rather glorious for the ministry of condemnation. You don't have a ministry of condemnation. Amen. I said, you don't have a ministry. The Holy Ghost isn't here to make you feel like dirt. The word of God isn't here to put you down. It's here to lift you up. 
The Spirit of God isn't here to make you feel bad. He's here to pick you up and, and, and make you know he's, you're his child. You're the apple of his eye. He wants you to be in heaven, and he wants to move in your life. I appreciate it. I didn't know just uh, what Brother Chris was going to testify of, but this is what I'm talking about. This salvation ought to be something people can notice. Listen, if you're living this right, people ought to see you got something more than just going through the motions of playing church. Amen. Amen. You ought to have something that the disciples had because we ought to be a book of Acts church. And that means they said, hey, something's different about you. You had to go to school for this. This isn't something you got educated. You have been with Jesus. There ought to be something in you through the power of God where you're bearing the fruit of the spirit that people recognize something supernatural in you. It might make them angry. Hello? It might, you know, they they said, cover your face, Moses. They might get angry and say, I don't want to hear about that. Don't push that on me. I've had them say things like that to me. I didn't even say a word. I didn't say a word. But you know what? The glory of God. The difference that they see. That needs to be the life. Hey, listen to me now. You've got a responsibility. Don't you look around at churches down the road and say, oh, you know what? They don't know nothing. They're, they're worshiping Mary or they don't, they don't believe in the power of God for today or, or, or they're, they're, they're just bringing this in and that in. They don't believe anything at all. Hey, it's easy to condemn, but it's another thing altogether to show this world you've got something with so much more glory to show them you're, that Jesus is alive through your words, through your actions, through your patience, through your, the fruit of the spirit working in you. Isn't that right? It's a cop out. Listen to me. I'm not saying you don't notice and you don't know. And then if we don't talk about it, we do. Praise God. We, we pray for people. We pray for people that God would shine. But we've got to show them there's so much more. You got a Bible study that you can tell them what the Bible says. That's good. But if all you got is a letter and you don't have the spirit. Amen. If you can point to the Bible and say, hey, here's where you're off. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you can't show them you've got something better. Amen. amen. All you're doing is ministering condemnation, ministering guilt, ministering death. Hey, you're wrong. Hey, you're going to hell. Hey, maybe that's true. But can you you say, hey, come along with me. I want you to have what I have. I want you to have what I have. Can they see that difference in you? You need the joy of the Lord. Amen. In a day like today, you need the joy of the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. 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 The joy of the Lord is our strength. You need the the peace of God. You walk around this world just constantly in fear, constantly in worry, constantly in discouragement. Hey, this is much more, so much more glorious than that. Look what, let's, let's work through our text here. Look at this. For. How shall not the ministration of the ministry of the spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. You've got something greater. The Bible tells us that the prophets of old looked into this. Looked into what? Into this new covenant that you have. God, you're telling me that people are going to have the spirit of God in them. 
You're telling me that, that how can your Holy Spirit live? It lives behind a veil. It lives in thick darkness. It lives be, uh, at a distance from us. And, and that, Lord, because we are not a holy people, I'm going to forgive you. The, the book of Ezekiel tells us I'm going to take your sins. I'm going to remember them no more. And I'm going to be, you're going to be my people. He talks about, we hear Peter quoting it from the book of Joel. I pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's the Holy Ghost that you have. It's not enough, praise God, to just know about it and tell about it. You've got to shine and show it to this world. Look at verse 10. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by the, by reason of the glory that excelleth. This excels what they had. Amen. This, I believe, I've been asked so many times, Jesus said, the works that I do, ye shall do in greater works. Yeah. Amen. Right. been asked so often, I want to see those greater works. And I pray. We see miracles. We see healing. We see people getting deliverance. And I pray, God, do more of it. Amen. Let it, let it flow for your glory. And like I said earlier, not, not just so we can showboat about it, God, but, but that compassion might have revival. I shared with a preacher here recently talking about the gifts of the Spirit and the, the signs and wonders of the Word of God. And I said, how many people are talking about the souls that are bound by devils? That they're literally weeping and caring that people are, are bound and that God could set them free. Right. Greater works, Jesus said, that I do, ye shall do. How, how do you do greater than, than, than casting out a legion of demons from a man? How do you, do, how do you have greater healing than raising the dead? Yeah. Right. Can't get better healing than that. Right. Can't be sicker than that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, if say, well, maybe the leper said I'd rather be dead, but he got healed too. How do you get more quality than that? The only thing I can tell you is he went away to prepare a place for us, to give us this ministry of life, this ministry that we can lay hands on people. And when they've repented of their sins, when they've turned to Jesus, been buried in his name, and they would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This promise is unto you. Be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Seeing that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. We don't have anything to worry about, church. You don't need to be down. You don't need to be, hey, God is looking at you with arms wide open to give you everything you need to go through this world with victory. God has given you everything you need. Don't allow the enemy to infiltrate your mind. Understand what the Bible says. Amen. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We need to show those that are addicted. We need to show those that are bound. We need to show those that are locked and chained in sin that this is so much better than what they have. If they don't see we're having the time of our lives, if they don't see we've got something much more glorious, they're going to keep looking. What are we complaining about? Why are we spending our time picking apart our brothers and sisters, looking for the wrong, when we ought to be shining bright and showing them what it means to be a child of God? Amen. Be an example. 
be a witness. He said, I give you power that you may be witnesses. Shine your light. Let them see a resurrection experience in you. You know what it said? You don't have to turn to it. It might take you a while to get there. You know where Haggai is? If you get there by then, by then I'll be on my next verse. Hallelujah. But Haggai 2 verse 9, the promise came, the prophecy came, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. The former house was glorious. I was thinking about it, and, and it tells us in 1 Kings about Solomon's temple, how glorious it was. There is so much gold in that temple, it's hard to even tally it up. But hear what I'm saying in 1 Kings 10. The king made silver. How much silver do you have in your kitchen cabinets? <laughs> the Bible says the king made silver to be in Jerusalem like stones. Like the gravel along the sides of the parking lot. That's how much silver was in the kingdom at that time. Amen. Haggai said the glory of the latter house is going to exceed or excel the glory of the former house. I know Herod had a temple and it was amazing wonder in his day. But I tell you, I believe it's talking about a New Testament temple. A lot of people are trying to figure out if we can send some money that can lay a cornerstone over there in Jerusalem and get another temple going. It's kind of tough when it's a a number two holy spot for the Muslims. But don't you concern yourself with that because I'll tell you where the temple is. You're it. Amen. And when the Bible says that it was so glorious in Solomon's time that silver was a common thing. Silver was like gravel, like stones laying aside the creek or, or, or by the road. Silver. That's how glorious it was. Pastor, what are you trying to talk about here? I want to tell you that some of the things we take for granted day after day. Amen. Just the common things of living for God. You forget how glorious it really is. Amen. Just getting up in the morning and not being depressed. Getting up in the morning and knowing you've got friends that are real. Amen and loyal. Just getting up in the morning and knowing that God loves you and not even questioning that today. Amen. I, I know those don't seem like amazing miracles because you know what? The silver's just like gravel around here. It's the great things, the miraculous things that you get up this morning and you're not a drunkard. You're not a drug addict. You're not, you're not just depressed. You're a child of God on your way to heaven. That even if you did get up sick, you've got healing. You've got promises. There's mercy for you. Over and over again, things we take for granted. It's precious. It's glorious. There's so many things in your life you ought to be excited about today. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And you know what? I'm not trying to... Trying to, to to condemn you or put you down. It's just so common to us. Amen. When you're going through your life and you don't feel like there's any hope and you go days and weeks maybe without even a smile. Amen. When you feel like you're just giving up on the fact that there might be friends in your life. 
When you're giving up on the fact that maybe there's a heaven for you. And now today you don't even doubt it. Today it's not even a question in your mind. I'm not saying you don't have battles. I'm not saying you don't have doubts. But I'm telling you some of the very common things in your life today we take for granted because it's just so prevalent and so taken for granted because it's been there forever. Amen. Being able to come to church and just feel God. Oh, it's easy to get picky. It's easy to get that kind of, kind of going to leave a review kind of attitude. But oh, there's a lot of folks that they've given up even thinking the Spirit of God can still move in a day like this. Amen. Praise God to be able to come in and be able to pray without somebody looking at you funny. Being able to lift up your hands and not feel like everybody's looking at you. Amen. I want to tell you the very, the very common things are precious in our lives. The very basic things in our lives that we never had before. We have the luxury to say, God, keep filling people with the Holy Ghost. God, keep doing great works. Keep, keep, uh, keep giving us great, great moves of your spirit and revival in our, in, in our, this house. Keep opening doors for us. When you fought and you fought and you fought and wondered if you were ever going to have any kind of victory in your life. And then now you have sustained victory in your life. It's easy to forget. It's so easy to say, oh, why? where's the, where, where are the, where's the gold? Where's the, where's the glory? Hey, I'll tell you what, the glory, the glory is here. God's working. Uh, God is working. The trouble you're facing, the battle you're going through, praise God. Get your eyes on God's glory. It's not that we don't face challenges, but God's so much greater than that. It's not that we don't have battles. You say, oh, brother, look at this world. It's just it's just on its way to hell. It's just so horrible. What I see time and time again. Yeah, but we're on our way to heaven. Hello? My world's not here. And no matter what you think, I didn't read in my Bible, things are going to get better and better. Oh, brother, I can't believe they're getting worse. Have you listened to preaching in the last 80 years? (laughs) Have you not heard a preacher tell you that things will wax worse and worse? That's what Jesus said. That's what we've been preaching. But you know what? We have a glorious hope. We have a glorious hope. Amen. I believe whatever we face, whatever we're going through, God's been good. I told somebody the other day, if you weren't paying attention to anything going on in this world, listen, I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying if you cut out all the news in your life, I'll tell you what, my life's better than it's ever been. Well, things out there are getting worse and worse. I get it. Amen. But I'll tell you what, God has been good to his people, and he'll continue to be good to you. You get your eyes on God. There's greater glory coming. There's a greater work for you. Amen. God's got his hand on your life. No matter what goes on, amen, God's going to take care of you. We don't have to be complaining. We don't have to be worried. We don't have to be full of anxiety. God has brought so much more glory. Walk with him. Get excited about your Holy Ghost one again. Get excited about your that God forgave you again. Get excited about your walk, amen, again. Get excited about Acts 2.38 again. Get excited about Psalm 23 again. Get excited about Acts 2 and 4 again. 
Amen. Get excited about what the Bible teaches. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just stay standing. Praise God. Sister Katie, can you come up here to God's so good. God's so good. God's blessed us so much. God has given us so much more glory. God has blessed us so much. Why are we down? Why are we discouraged? Lift up your eyes and know that God's given us so much more glory. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, reach out to him. God, I love you, Lord. I praise you, God. Lord, your mercy. I'm thankful for it today. Lord, your generosity. I thank you for it today, God. Oh, come on, gather around the front. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord.
Thank you for all you're doing. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.